0: Hello and welcome to the FSF PopCast Live Edition. Hello and welcome to the FSF PopCast Live Edition. The, apparently, uh, according to John Was, the late live edition.
1: Your clock is fast, or something. And Not
0: our school. Got, somebody's. <laughs> what? Uh, <coughs> I've got I've got background sound somewhere.
1: <coughs> Not me.
0: What kind of background sound? I might have birds. Like I'm hearing myself, type of background sound. <laughs> so, sure. that's that's always kind of fun. And uh how's yeah, it I going? I can't tell where this is coming from, so this is fantastic. We're a, a very unprofessional show, and I, I hope you guys really, are enjoying the madness. Do so. you have
1: the YouTube open on your computer again? No, no. You do
0: <laughs> I may have completely oh god. All right, so Yay, welcome
1: me. to the Science Fiction Senior Citizen Edition, <laughs> where we remind him how to use technology. Uh,
0: well, I had a different lead-in, but we're going to go with that one because apparently I suck tonight. So, <laughs> uh, Welcome to the chaos. I guess the background is just like, why the hell did I say yes to this? <laughs> oh my god. Uh,
1: I promise we get better.
0: <laughs> What's up, Devin? Love you, buddy. Uh, thanks for sticking around to the madness here. And congrats, uh, by the way, for Devin McVeady and his wife. They had a, a baby recently, so congrats to them. Hey, babies! Yeah. All right. So let's try and uh, get this thing back on the, the proper road here. You do not even welcome everyone. You just I like... did welcome everyone, but then I, I stopped, and I was going to use a different lead-in. But then Kathleen had one that was better and called it the old folks' home because old man Tim here couldn't figure out where his technology was. So, and now we all know Nick's role in the in this thing. He doesn't listen to anything that happens, and we have to re-explain it to him. (laughs) (laughs) And And before we get into Nick's, like, shut up. (laughs) Let's say our thanks to our show partners, Level Up
2: Savers.
1: If you can remember where the button is, Tim.
0: I got it. I got it. The nerd footage.
2: For level up sabers, can be found in our show notes and comments section below.
1: Buy a saber, live out your Jedi or Sith dreams. Who am I better
0: than a stick? Uh, So, (laughs) hey guys, if you've if you've lasted this long and you've gotten through all of the uh, uh, time to take your ibuprofen and metamucil, my back hurts. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, changing Tim's names to Jerry, short for geriatric. It's going to be a fun night. I can just see this one going. Very, very awry. So, yeah, uh, if, you, if you were looking for a lightsaber, use that link. It's down in the show notes below. And uh, not only do you get a quality lightsaber, wonderfully made. But you also get so – it's a way that you can support our show. We're an affiliate sponsor for Level Up Sabers. And, uh, yeah, that you're buying a saber helps take care of us as well. also want to remind you that as you see on the bottom of the show, uh, sc- streaming uh, across the bottom there in the banner, you'll see the words, support the show at Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon account. We have some awesome uh, – behind-the-scenes uh, stuff, some bloopers. As you can tell from the start of tonight's live show, I make most of them. I make a lot of them. I Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're mostly me going, "Day I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, that'll get used later. Anyway, um, but just today alone, we added over 11 minutes of bonus footage from our Vanessa Marshall uh, interview, and it's some really good stuff on there. Uh, Some really cool comments and and, uh, some discussion with Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And uh, so, yeah, so check that out. And if you uh, haven't already as well, you can also go check out our Discord. Both links for the Discord and the Patreon are listed in the show notes below. And, of course, want to remind you guys to click like and subscribe if you are here on YouTube. That helps our show to continue to grow and get awesome guests like We've had the last couple weeks with Kyle Newman, the director of Fanboys, with Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula, uh, the guest we have in the back room. He's a really cool guy. can't wait to talk with him. And I hope you guys are excited as well. Oh, uh, wait, there's more. But, yes, exactly. There's more. Um, hey, it's Wise, Wilfredo Ortero. Awesome dude. And if you're not checking, if you haven't checking out uh, Stuck in My Mind, please go check out his podcast. It's a really cool show, and he uh, talks about a million different topics out there and just really cool stuff. So, yeah, stuck in my mind. Go check that out. Um, speaking of a few things that are uh, Harris Adula related, we got some pictures sent to us by Vanessa Marshall. I'm going to put those up on the screen. You can see those three there. They're signed, we have them up on eBay links. And those eBay links are down in the show notes down below. The great thing about this is 100% of the proceeds of every sale of those pictures goes to benefit Wish Upon a Teen. Wish Upon a Teen is a wonderful charity if you haven't heard us talk about them yet. They uh, support sick kids and their families when kids are in extended hospital stays. They were very helpful to my family during my daughter's 97-day hospital stay. They came in, they redecorated the room, tried their best to make it as much like home as they could. And, of course, uh, the last couple of years uh, with COVID and quarantine and everything, funding has been very difficult. So we want to try and help them out as much as they can. They're a wonderful charity. And 100% of your uh, the proceeds of your purchase will go to support Wish Upon a Teen. Uh, so, yeah. If you want to do, donate to them directly, that link is also down below in the show notes, but that is org, and you can go and just direct, directly donate to them if you don't feel the need to have a cool picture uh, along with your donation. Uh, and then also, in this, I just realized this, uh, I guess this was announced earlier this afternoon, but I only came across this uh, a few minutes actually right before the show started. Now, we're all excited about Ahsoka coming up this fall, and the the previews and everything have looked just amazing, but we would be mistaken if we did not acknowledge the fact that Ray Stevenson passed away today, and uh, at only 58 years old, uh, Ray was set to play one of, I, I believe, one of the Dark Jedi in the upcoming Ahsoka series, and yeah, so... Uh, we we haven't even had a chance to see him operate in this this role yet, but you've, you're you familiar with him from, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Punisher Warzone. He was in Thor. He was yep. in a whole bunch of other things. Ray Stevenson has been out there for a, quite a while, an amazing actor, and a tremendous loss to the acting community. Uh, and now the Star Wars family as well, and the Marvel families and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, just a tremendous loss So we're... You know, uh, see, Jason Taylor says, what's up, homies? We are homieing on the on the podcast. We are and
1: doing the stuff and the things and things and stuff.
0: <laughs> what up, bros and Kathleen? Who am I kidding? She's yeah. What up? I, always
1: happen. I get it.
0: I get it. So anyway, uh, that's all the pre-show stuff we've got to get through. But uh, we just want to make, take a moment to to acknowledge the loss of Ray Stevenson. So. All right.
2: Let's welcome our guest to the show, filmmaker Kai Patterson.
0: Welcome to the show, Kai. Oh, hello, hello. I'm nice. Glad to be here. Yeah, awesome.
1: Thank hey, you for um, speaking, even though the show kind of fell off its <laughs> monorail. all
3: yeah. it all good. Oh, all good. That's... I love it. I I like the homey feeling to it. You know, <laughs> oh, that's, that's adorable. Better. I don't have to feel too professional. You know. That's always, you so, know, homey
1: feeling, as in it made you feel at home. So, I'm guessing you grew up in an insane asylum.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> yes, our kind of people. All right, we're off to a good start. Uh, okay. hey, we... I tried <laughs> it at home. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I mean, sometimes
1: it looks like Nick's in a testing facility in Iowa, so it's okay.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it's got, they've actually got more decorations and everything back up on there. So now it's a little more normal. There's
1: a teeny tiny kitchen behind him, even. It's adorable. Teeny tiny kitchen. Yeah, that's what I have
0: to cook on, so. (laughs) It's a small apartment. All right, so Kai, if you would, please, before we get into uh, talking about any of your work or anything that that you've got going on, could you tell everybody where they can find you and uh, where they can learn more about you out on the interwebs?
3: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on, uh, like pretty much any social media at Kai Patterson films, um, except for Twitter films wouldn't fit. So I had to do Kai Patterson cut. So, uh, and then you can also go to kaipattersonfilms.com and you can see all my work and also links to any other social media I have.
0: All right. Very cool. All right. So uh, for everybody who's unfamiliar with you, the reason why we wanted you on the show is is uh, a couple months back I stumbled across what uh, is, is the your version of the Obi wan Kenobi series, but in a movie format. So we, we got about six hours of cinema down to about two and a half. Yeah, um, correct. And it was still about two hours, even though the. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about two two and a half somewhere in there. Yeah, um, no, I meant uh, so... the series
2: was. It still was like two hours, but you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I downloaded it. You, you provide a, a, a link on your website for people to be able to download mm-hmm. it. You're not charging for this edit, obviously, because it's, it's Disney's. Right. Licensing yeah. And I they...
3: do, I I do request that everybody that downloads, it has a Disney plus subscription because in, in having that, you'd be able to see the show and, all of my footage, other than a, a few visual effects shots that I added, is all from
0: the show. So, right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I sat down and I watched it. And then I've I watched it honestly probably about four or five times since the original wow. download. Wow. Uh, because, well, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. That's Star Wars is kind of my jam, it's where I hang out. Uh, and so I was like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back out and, um, you know, try and figure out what's going on and and see what the differences are and everything else. But before we ask you any questions or anything, tell us what was the premise or what, what made you say, I need to edit this down?
3: What was your thought process
0: um, going into it?
3: Yeah, I I was just, you know, I was like everybody else watching it weekly, like, you know, as soon as it came out, um, I was very excited just for the prospect of this project because i I, obi-wan's one of my favorite characters and i love you and mcgregor so i was just very very excited um and so me and my now fiance um we will watch it you know as it comes out and at at the end of every episode i'm just kind of being like i I like it the bones are here but there's something like weird that's yeah yeah you know and 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 the structure was there and and the story was there, but there was so much added or like so much like actual time between shots that was just so long um, that I was like, it just it's, it feels like it's hindering the story for me. And there are also just a few things that like from a story standpoint, I just kind of felt in my headcanon of Star Wars wouldn't happen that way. Uh, and I know that as a, uh, you know, as a single filmmaker here, instead of having like a studio above me and everything, like I have the luxury of being able to make those decisions without like, you know, Disney or Lucasfilm or other, you know, higher up saying, Oh no, we can't do that because of this, 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 and this. Um, but yeah, as I started watching, I was like, I just want to see what this series would look like if i took out all the parts that i thought weren't necessary i wasn't looking to make a movie necessarily i just wanted to see what everything would look like if i cut out some of the fluff and then just watched it through Um, and it ended up being about two and a half hours Uh, and i was like okay i I guess i made a movie which also makes sense because later um, before i started i didn't know this but you know after the show came out it was said that uh it was supposed to be a movie originally and that they took the script and elongated it into a show and so i was like well now this makes sense because i feel like i took out stuff that was fluff and maybe was added to fill that time um to just have the the full structure of the movie so that was kind of I, i wasn't trying to make a movie but i ended up making a movie okay
2: yeah I know when I was watching through the series, I was like, okay, like, like, I enjoyed it overall, and I did have an issue with how they, like, released the episodes, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, well, if you're gonna release them separately, at least have, like, like, when they released the first two episodes, I'm like, okay, that was great, because that actually, you know, pulled Mm -hmm. things together. But then there was other parts that I was like, that disconnect of that weekly episodic thing. And it just, I, I don't know, like it interrupted the pace. And mm-hmm. I, I absolutely loved your edit. Um, there was a lot of, I, I did like the things that you cut out. And I also liked the things that you added and it really felt uh like especially the fight between obi-wan and vader just felt so much more powerful and like i think that was probably my favorite part
3: yeah i think specifically for that battle um and i don't know i I think we're going to be talking spoilers for my movie right
0: well, I mean, everyone's Maybe.
2: seen the show.
0: At this point, uh, if they haven't seen the show, then you know, gotcha. um, okay,
3: they know what happened. But they I know the yeah, basics. So a spoiler for my movie in general is that uh, by the end, I I've implied that Riva gets killed by the you know the stab wound from Vader, uh, and so taking out that whole Vader and, or um, Riva going to Tatooine. After and like chasing Luke and all that. Um, I feel like it allowed us to actually fully watch what we were all there for, which is Obi-Wan versus Vader and right. that rematch from 10 years ago, you know, from Mustafar. And that to me was like the emotional uh climax of the film. Mm-hmm. And then having Riva and you know, Luke and Owen and Brew and stuff, and that like Every time when I was watching the show and it would cut to them, I'd be like, ah, just go back to Vader and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Like, that's that's right. the emotion that I'm here for. And it just felt like it kept cutting into, like, the emotional experience I was having with the story. Uh, and I also felt that, you know, sometimes bad guys can be bad guys. They don't need to have that redemption, you know? Like, if you think about the things that she did, she was also... A terrible person too, you know. Like she didn't need to come back to the light side for Uh, her character to be important to the story. Mm -hmm. And I never understood how she survived. I guess guess it was hatred
1: Uh, armor. (laughs) I
2: I guess, but plot armor. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, so why did she go after Luke? Like, I don't know. It just. Hatred hey, of Anakin. That was it.
0: Time. <laughs> I didn't understand that or, originally either, and my only thought was that there was a hatred of Anakin, and so that she was going to go strike out something that Anakin didn't even know existed at that time. Right. You know. Uh, so it was it was kind of a pointless thing. So I was actually okay with the fact that Reva's what didn't survive in your movie up until mm-hmm. that point, and I actually kind of, um, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> he's not wrong.
1: <laughs> that, um, that moon has only killed Qui-Gon
0: right but so you know but I did notice though and I thought this was kind of entertaining so I was going back through and I, I went back to Disney plus today and I was watching the original series because I was like you know what I'm because I honestly I'd watched the movie this morning and I was watching the, the series this afternoon so just as a mental note to compare the two and we were talking about a uh, pre-show before you came on I'm like I don't think he liked Episodes 1 and 2 at all, because there is so much cut <laughs> out of those two. There's <laughs> like, yep, uh, there's Obi-Wan, there, there, there's the uh, the Inquisitors, and let's move on to Episode 3. And so, <laughs> I really liked how
3: you... Um, did you change up the conversation with the Jawa? Uh, I didn't actually change the Jawa conversation. The, I think the biggest thing that I changed in that beginning sequence was the sequence of events that happen on Tatooine right. being, yeah. yeah, when uh Nari was killed. Or right. yeah. And how. Yeah. And I thought that
2: made a lot more sense uh in how you rearranged that. Mm-hmm. I also liked the scroll ahead of time mm-hmm. because that gave people who'd never watched Rebels or Clone Wars to
3: know what Inquisitors are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it yep. yeah. Yeah, I originally, so when I first uh, released my Obi-Wan edit, it's it's um, the one that you guys watched is the, the 2.1 edition. And the very first version of mine, I did not have a, a, an opening crawl um, t- to explain things. Because at first, I was of the opinion that like, oh, this would be kind of a one-off film like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but as I kept, you know, as I got feedback from the community and stuff, I really started to think, well, but this is just so close to the main saga, you know, with, with it really revolving around Obi-Wan and Anakin, that really, this feels more like an episode 3.5. Right. And so I was like, for my own viewing experience, like if I'm, if I'm watching, um, one, two, three, you know, the whole saga. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make it feel like this fit in perfectly. If you're going to watch, you know, the uh, prequel trilogy, and then my edit, and then the original trilogy, I wanted it to fit seamlessly. Yeah. And so then I went back and I was like, okay, actually, I do want to make an opening, opening crawl. And then I, I found that same you know thing you were talking about. I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to explain Inquisitors, because if you haven't seen anything else, and you're going straight from episode three into my edit, Mm -hmm. then you'd be like, wait, I, you know, I don't get it. There are, uh, and, and inquisitors are kind of explained in the uh, saloon when he first gets there. But to me, that was like so clunky of like a monologue. So I, I wanted to cut that. So I was like, okay. And then you can experience the exposition you need to experience in text form, like Star Wars usually does. And then we can leave the dialogue as, you know, the actual driver of the story Mm -hmm. instead of like stopping it up with exposition. And,
1: Go ahead. Referring to it as 3.5 made me laugh, because it kind of made me think of the um, Lion King 1.5 with Timon and oh, version. Yeah. <laughs> of it. I'm like, that's that's a great way of thinking about it, though, is the, it is 3.5. It is the mm-hmm. the continuation of Obi-Wan and Anakin's story before we get into the completion of Anakin's <laughs> story. Like, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, having that, that opening crawl, having the explanation there, Uh, I agree that the um, Grand Inquisitor's dialogue and speech there was, you know, a little cumbersome. It was a little unnecessary. And I think that they were trying to accomplish what you accomplished with the opening crawl. Uh, I think that that they were just trying to set the scene and, and explain in case somebody hadn't watched. And, you know, that was the, you know who we are, you know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, and I, 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 I liked one of the things that I liked and one of the things I the only thing I, I let me rephrase this because I'm just stumbling all over myself tonight this is why we don't do interviews live uh, <laughs> but one of the things that I that I kind of hoped that you would have left in because uh, you know and everybody's a critic and I get so we're just gonna start with that with that um, is it's definitely not the ch- the chase scenes because I was really glad you got rid of those <laughs>
3: As much as I love
0: the, the actress who plays Leia, and I think she's perfect for that role, mm-hmm. the chase scenes were maddening. So I was like, oh, good, yeah. he got rid of those. And so that was one of the things that I was really excited that you got rid of. But then on the other side, the, one of the things that I kind of wish that you would have kept, even though it was kind of, I don't know. I think, and I, I do understand, I think, why you probably took it out, was the rooftop chase scenes where he showed Leia that he was a Jedi
3: Right. Well, you know. that uh, yeah, because I pretty much completely cut out her being skeptical of him, other than like the first couple lines. I just personally thought that uh, it it made uh, to me it made Leia agonizing. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh! Like Obi Wan's here to save her, and you know. In typical leia fashion like you know it it does make sense why they chose to have her be super skeptical but to me as a child if you're you know lost or you know you've been kidnapped by scary people and then somebody you know who's giving you a helping hand and then you're just like constantly combating them it just like it it was a grueling watch for me and so i was like i kind of just want it to be that like. At some point, she gets scared and separated, and he's trying to get you know he's trying to come back and and find her. Um, But no, I I understand why people liked those moments too.
2: She would know who what Jedi's
3: are.
0: No problem. In theory, yeah. I mean, we have to assume that Bail Organa has told her.
1: Well, and I mean, it's also Leia. So even if he didn't, she would be where she's not supposed to be. Listening to conversations she's not supposed to listen to, well, or,
2: also, true. also yeah. reading reading all sorts of material and stuff that.
1: I mean, we yeah. know who her parents are. She's not going to follow the rules,
3: right? <laughs> and and if we if we're going off of you know, our our like sequel canon and you know original tri- original trilogy canon too, Leia is force sensitive, mm-hmm. so right. I would argue that she could feel Obi-Wan's connection to the force Mm -hmm. and and wouldn't, wouldn't be so standoffish about if she trusted him or not.
0: Right. Yeah. Even if maybe she didn't exactly understand what the connection was, she would have more than likely felt a connection to him because Mm -hmm. through the force of safety. Yeah. I,
1: I I will say that I am 100% pro little Leia because she's, amazing. She's fantastic. That is mm -hmm. like Tim said, she's great for that role. And as a mom who's raising a tiny version of Leia, like I look (laughs) at that with the, oh yeah, that is 110% how my daughter would react to those situations. (laughs) There is no way that she would be cooperative in any of these scenarios. But I do like the the elimination of the chase scenes because they were just uh, meh.
0: (laughs) They were... They were grueling at best.
1: I don't know what it is about Star Wars lately with the slow motion chase scenes.
0: <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of their jam, I think. It's uh... and,
1: Yeah. And there were a couple other things, too. Like Tim had said about... Or, oh, I... Tim and Nick were talking about the <laughs> not being feeling like it, you didn't like the first couple of episodes. We mentioned before the show, too, that there was so much... World building that they were doing in these two episodes, and it's like we've had this world since 1977, we mm-hmm. don't need you to keep world building. It's Tatooine. we know what Tatooine is like,
0: all it's always Tatooine. So. and it's sand, yeah.
1: it's always sand, and it's just gonna be sand. It's like,
0: John's perfect. got a point. At least these kidnappers didn't remind me of KitchenAid appliances, so. <laughs> Oh, so here's a question for you, was- Kai. Was there was there something that you cut out that you went that you were on the fence about leaving in that you thought should have or could have maybe stayed into your film? Uh, but I don't know if you if you had like a like I want to keep this at a certain time limit. I don't want to go above this length of time. Or and so you, something was on the fence that got the you know got eighty six.
3: Yeah there there were a couple things on my first version of the edit. I I took out. Um, Leia interacting with her cousin, and okay. I basically, just I, I kind of truncated it so that uh Leia gets caught in the tree and she's late, and her mom's upset about her being late, and so then we cut to an Obi Wan scene. And then when we go back, she's having to apologize to her mother about being late for the thing, and so I just kind of cut that whole thing. Um, and then a lot of people were like i really like that you know i really like her interaction with her cousin and i really like how spunky she is and it really shows her mm-hmm. character and uh, i i went back and i looked at that scene and the problems that i had w- with it were more like just the goofy dialogue and so i did my best to to go through that scene and just like get the basics of that conversation and show her more as like a awesome like little kid who has fiery comebacks you know and then i i that's so that's one scene that I like originally had taken out, but then I put back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, there basically, I was really, really sad that I had to um, cut out uh, anything involving Baru. You know, I really wanted to keep you know more interactions of Baru, Luke, and Owen. Um, but most of the interactions in the series that happen happen when Reva is trying mm-hmm. to pursue them and so I couldn't find really any any good places to like have interactions between Owen and Beru. Um, and that really made me sad because I loved seeing them come back for Star Wars and I love mm-hmm. that it's the original yeah. actors from episode right. three and stuff and like so that was a bummer to me um, having to uh, cut that stuff, but I, I just couldn't figure out a way to, to use it without uh adding in elements that I, you know, didn't want in the in the movie. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think the only way you you get Baru in that movie is to have some part of, of Reba's landing on Tatooine. And since you were yeah. removing that that whole thing at yeah, that, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah that there was the uh, honestly, honestly, up until right now, I don't think I actually noticed that Baru wasn't in the wasn't in your cut. <laughs> no, I, I, it really bums me out, honestly. I I did feel like
2: this definitely focused more on Obi Wan and Anakin and their thing. So it it made it.
0: I felt very much more connected to Obi Wan. This yeah. Series. yeah, it and was it definitely was- central on this on on the the title character instead of you know hey, I felt let's like let's add that, in five side characters and tell you all yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's kind of what Disney does with Star Wars. You know, there's there's a lot of extra building and a lot of extra things that don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to happen. It doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it wrong. Um,
1: it also doesn't make it good
0: necessarily correct yeah it doesn't necessarily make it good either that's and that's kind of the thing and so you gotta i do like the fact that you drew a line and said okay this is where i'm going to do it and how i'm going to move forward and, and um you know all the extra scenes uh with i honestly i was most disappointed that flea was gone just because i like flea from the red hot chili peppers but you know that's just a whole other topic but it is what it is i mean
3: i he, he's in it as much as i could you know put in there
0: um, oh, I agree.
3: Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, a couple
2: other points that I really loved is I loved how you kind of get, got rid of the the squabbling between the inquisitors and just kind of cleaned it, that it, up. Yeah, it really made Riva a, a much bigger force to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the uh, what was the other thing? Oh, the scene where Darth Vader just says nothing as Obi-Wan like disappears. It's like awkward, like awkward silence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I like that you painstakingly
3: added that line in there. Yeah. I, I, um, my goal for my version of the series was I, I wanted to make every character that I kept in like, as like, put them in the best light that they could be. Um, and that, and I felt that they did Riva's character dirty by having the inquisitors consistently talking down to her and, you know, basically telling the audience that she isn't powerful and scary, you know? Um, and so my goal was like to make her, a force to be reckoned with you know and and that you know i I had to remove a lot of their bickering to make it feel like she you know really does have authority within the group even though there's still like that tension between her and the grand inquisitor she's still like gunning for the second in command uh, until she's gunning for the first in command
2: and i felt like they were in more competition with each other than, mm-hmm. like, a little
0: sibling, even though... They- yeah. Yeah. It, it felt like, it, instead of it being bickering, it felt like there was jealousy over her position. It felt mm-hmm. like... And, and I do think that you, in fact, did make her a more formidable foe in, in your cut of the movie. So instead of just being a character... And I think that was a lot of the people's problem with Reva during the series, is that for somebody who was supposed to be, you know, this bad guy didn't really feel like that big of a bad guy right Mm -hmm. and i think that your cut helps you to see her in a little bit of a different light where now you're looking at her as somebody who has this amazingly you know critical and crucial backstory and has grown up and, and and as you watch things unfold you're like oh that's why the way she is why she is the way she is. And it's not just the fact that she's squabbling with, you know, the, the, these other, uh, you know, inquisitors and there's all this backbiting and fighting and all these other things kind of going on. I I really did like that as well. I thought you did a really good job of explaining that and setting her up Um, because I, thank you. Out of, out of the original, out of the original way the series was done. She was one that I was like, I really, I really enjoyed her and I wanted to see more of her but I wanted to see her in a different light, and your movie gave her to me in that light. The only thing I didn't like is that that she died. But you know, in your version, but that's okay. Remember. Well,
3: well, I, I said <laughs> that implied. I
0: implied that
3: she she. I left it open ended because I was thinking they didn't kill her, so in canon, she might still be you know rumming around, and I still wanted my version to fit within canon. So if she sure. does show up later. It's not like specifically she's dead, but it's obviously heavily implied.
0: Well, as I always say with Star Wars, unless you show me a body, they're not dead. So, yeah, (laughs) show me a burning body or, you You know. know,
1: But even then, with Star Wars, we have literally seen, and then they come back.
0: Darth Maul was
3: cut in half and
0: fell down a hole. (laughs) Somehow, Palpatine returned. Right? Uh, So... (laughs) The worst line in cinematic history in my opinion so, sure. out of curiosity how long did this project take you so i
3: sat down uh i think probably it was a friday night and i like just went into uh my office here and i was like okay i want to see what i can do with the show and um my fiance was like she was like, "Are you gonna come to bed?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> See you Monday. <laughs> like I'm so far into this, uh, and it took me about a weekend to get the whole like uh, first draft of the cut done. Okay. And then I I showed my fiance, and it still didn't have any like any of the visual effects that I added. I it, there were like placeholder things. So, mm-hmm. um, but I showed my fiance. She's a huge Star Wars fan too. So we kind of talked about. You know what she thought of it as a viewer and what she missed from the show and stuff and so i think there might have been some things that i added back in but mostly there were more like establishing shots you know things that i was like let's cut to the chase and she was like i think that establishing shot actually helped build that world for a second i was like you're right you're right so i'd add that back in and um and then then like doing all the extra visual effects and stuff that took me another uh week probably a week or two uh for the first version of my film and then later on when i decided to take another look at it and revisit it that one took me a few months but that was because i was also heavily working on other things and it wasn't just solely working on kenobi so i'd say i'd say a good couple months for all of it to end up where it is now
0: Mm -hmm. all right now this is not i'm sorry go ahead kathleen
1: no no you're fine yours is probably still kenobi related and mine is not
0: uh, no, I was going to ask him about other cuts that he's done. So you know,
1: I was actually going to ask him about the other stuff too because I was looking through his website and he's got some pretty cool things.
0: Yeah, actually, <laughs> oh, let me go ahead and bring that up on the screen because you now this isn't the only thing you've done. Even Star Wars related, you've also worked on a, right. on a, a Boba Fett cut as well. I um, was kind of falling yes. down the,
1: the silent movie hole, yes. stuff, And I'm like, oh man, those look cool.
0: Thank so, you. Yeah. So I, this uh, is off of his website. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and take down and that comment so people can see your face. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the Boba Fett edit I did
3: with another YouTuber who ended up also doing a Kenobi cut around the same time that I did. Oh, okay. And instead of being enemies, we decided to work on a project together. Nice. Uh, and so uh, I did, yeah, I did um, part one of book of Boba Fett, which spanned uh, from, uh, from him falling into the Sarlacc pit all the way to gaining Jabba's throne, and then um, the other guy, Pentex, he took the story from uh, that point to where B- Book of Boba Fett ends. So we we wanted to make it a chronological order movie, but it's it's a two two movie event.
0: That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we've got a couple other things listed here or shown here from your website. You got a couple other projects. Uh, you want to talk yes, about? Yes, I've got. Those? The
3: the Caligo Cuckoo, which I'm filming in a couple weeks, uh, so that's super exciting. Um, it's kind of a Twilight Zone inspired short film uh, about like the the dangers of taking your life for granted and uh, wishing you're in somebody else's shoes. Uh, and then you'll see here I've got Over the Moon and Out of This World, which was a short I just recently finished. Uh, I guess it was almost a year ago, so maybe it wasn't that recent. But um, that one uh, is a. I have kind of a series of of silent films that I do with my my mother. She's a uh, a drama teacher, or she was a drama teacher at a at a high school. She's no longer doing that job, but for ten years she was a drama teacher at a high school, the high school I went to, and uh, we would we would collaborate with her like theater classes to, you know, showcase to her students what it feels like to be in a film and to be directed and, you know, have that whole experience. Uh, and so this Over the Moon and Out of This World was the last film that we did before she moved on to another job. And it actually turned out to be kind of like our, uh, you know, mic drop moment, you know, and, and we did, uh, I well, I did a ton of visual effects. We also were able to film inside like an actual World War II plane. Cool. um for for the inside shots uh but yeah i that one i'm super proud of and it's been going through the film festival circuit and winning some awards and stuff and i um, very excited about that one uh and then there's there's a ton of other short films on my uh on my website you can just do kai slash films and you'll see all of them and uh one, that one red mission that you see uh it it's like a my like interstellar or you know oh cool uh, okay 2001 a space odyssey in inspiration you know and yeah. so it's uh, about a crew going to mars and um some weird stuff happens to them
1: i was looking at uh, the, i was looking at the short films because it's the uh, like i said i have a, a small child and the idea of like a 15 minute movie is way easier for me to fit into my schedule than trying yeah. to watch a two-hour movie so you've got some pretty cool, I was looking at the horror movies, even like, I'm like, those look oh, like, Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> I have. Yeah. I, I when when I was in college, I, I loved, um, kind of, I was one of the directors of the film club there and mm-hmm. I wanted to put on an event like near Halloween. And so I, I tried to get some of the other filmmakers in our college to, you know, also contribute. And we would all show, you know, thriller or horror yeah. shorts that we had done and so Caulfield Killer is one of those and then uh ready or not also both films I'm very proud of
1: I was looking at ready so, or not I'm like that one might and, be what I watched tonight
3: yeah no I I would I would uh suggest it I I I believe in these projects a lot and uh I I'm a filmmaker at heart so you know all these all these projects uh, really are dear to me and uh, I've yeah. been so blessed to work with so many great people um, to get these projects done. Yeah,
0: this is a very cool website. A lot of cool stuff on there for people to be able to watch. Now, looking in- into the future, um, have you thought about the possibility of any other Star Wars edits like, <laughs> you know, tackling the Mandalorian, tackling Ahsoka if that comes out and, you know. Yeah,
3: I, I have thought about it. Um, I... Was not loving the third season of the Mandalorian. Okay. So um, I had an idea to kind of take each season of the Mandalorian and make it its own movie and give us a Mandalorian trilogy basically. Um, and that's something I've been wanting to do. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say any dates or anything because I know well, people sure get yeah. hung up on that, but mm-hmm. that is something I would love to do. And at some point, I, like i have I have tried I've put all the footage into a project and tried doing the sequel trilogy to like either turn it into two films or something, but I like there's something else I'd have to do. I'd have to kind of rally a team together maybe and do some reshoots and do some deep fakes of people's faces and stuff to mm-hmm. really fix what I want to fix about it. but uh understood not just yeah. have
1: Palpatine come back somehow.
3: yeah i was actually thinking of replacing him with darth Plagueis instead okay
0: yeah you had us at hello (laughs) Uh, (laughs) whatever you know as much as i love ian McDermott, whatever uh whatever gets rid of uh palpatine coming back at this point so yeah uh but yeah that's cool because
1: somehow unless they somehow with mandalorian will like go back and make it so that makes sense
3: which is kind of what the, the Clone Wars does with for the prequel trilogy, and and I appreciate that. And I have, I, I'm not one of those people that's like, don't ever show me anything sequel trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I I've, I'm fine with them starting to connect the sequel trilogy using the Mandalorian. I think yeah, it does yeah. make the it does make the sequel trilogy to me, m- you know, more impactful right. when you take the time to actually you know, figure out how these things happen. Um, but at this point, what we have so far in Star Wars canon, all those choices to me are like, why Why would you do this to such a giant
1: right. franchise?
0: Right. And yeah, there's, there's the, a lot there to be retcon for sure.
1: I feel like they're they're using that to their advantage way more than they should, too, with how large of gaps we have in the general timeline that they can be like, oh, well, we're going to go back and put a movie... Here, because we have a five-year gap between episodes two and three, or whatever, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna throw something else in there to make it make sense. Like I love that about sci- about sci-fi. I love that you can take those those plot points and those loopholes and you can rewrite. But I feel like they may have they might be going a little a little too far with it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, as their it. own like they're using it as their own plot armor, as in yeah. Like, As if stormtroopers didn't have enough plot armor, Star Wars writers are giving themselves plot armor.
0: Truly. And that's true. There is a designated endpoint for this section of the story now, Mm but it looks like Star Wars is also going to reopen that ending point with Ray. now moving forward with the Ray movie, which I have no problem with Ray. I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with the new, the new school and all this kind of stuff and her being, you know, what, what is she going to do with training? Does this tie into Grogu somehow? I right. still think it could. You know, there's oh, a lot sure. of cool things. So but yeah, I, I mean, don't mind them retconning things as long as it's done the right way. If we're gonna fix it, fix it right. Don't create more issues as just, you as you try to fix it.
1: Don't just duct tape it and
0: exactly. You
1: know. And I mean there exactly. are things with the Ray movie with going forward with Ray that I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't take it as a well, she's Ray Skywalker now, so we're gonna go back to the Skywalker, Skywalker legacy and only do that. It's like, no, there's more outside of that.
0: There's so much mm-hmm. cool story outside of the Skywalker name that can be told. And I'm kind don't of hoping that that's where we're headed.
1: Skywalker so. because she's a Skywalker now. Like, please don't.
0: And I, I do love the fact, Kai, that you talked about doing the Mandalorian as a possibly movie per season, uh, because in our notes for our, our show notes for, for tonight, that's actually one of the things I wrote in there. Uh, the Mandalorian? Question mark. A movie per season. So the fact yeah. that you even said that, I was like, yes, maybe yeah. that would be really cool. Yeah. So there's so.
1: Tim's win for the night.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it almost, it almost makes up
3: for my launch. <laughs> I know that one would uh, would definitely take me some time. Just going through, like having done my Boba Fett edit, I, I did um, I did splice a lot of Mandalorian into the Boba Fett edit so that when you're watching it, it makes more sense why Mandalorian is so prevalent in mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so I, I have, like, obviously played with some of the Mandalorian footage, and I'm like, there, there's definitely a movie there. It's just, like, Obi-Wan was begging to be a movie. Right. Uh, Boba Fett, I had to cram into a movie a little bit, and I would imagine Mandalorian would feel a little off from being a movie. Uh, so it would definitely take some work, especially with pacing because the Mandalorian uh-huh. does feel very much, at least the first couple seasons feels very much like a episodic television where you have a mission and then you uh-huh. have some time and then you have another mission, you have some time. And in Obi-Wan, obviously it was just like one thing after another. It was all a series of events that happened uh-huh. in succession. So that would be, that's the challenge. And, and I, I'm excited, you know, I, I would love to take on that challenge. Um, I also, as much as I love Star Wars, do have a lot of original projects that I want to pursue as well. And so, you know, having the trade-off here. But uh, it's crazy that I've made my mark on Star Wars in general. Because I never, ever thought in a million years that, like, I would have some pinpoint mark in history for Star (laughs) Wars. (laughs) Uh
1: But I mean, too, on top of the all of the star Wars content that you could make. And the fact that you said that you've got all of this original content. You also mentioned that when you started the project and then you said you're now fiance. So you have a wedding to plan on top of all.
3: Exactly. That. That's true. Yes. <laughs> There's I, actual we, I just, life
1: involved.
3: We just got engaged, uh, a, a few weeks ago. Yep. A few weeks ago. Okay, and, mentioned. uh, Kidding. actually if it's funny obi-wan the obi-wan movie did play a part in it uh because Ooh. i like took her to a, a family friend's uh home theater but i under the guise of uh we were going to do a couple's photo shoot because we never do those oh. uh yeah. and then we were like oh well let's check out the home theater while we're waiting for the photographer and we go down to the home theater and i I was like, oh, my gosh, it would be so amazing. I've never seen my Obi-Wan movie on the big screen. Uh, Like, can I play my Obi-Wan movie? And uh, they were gracious enough to say yes. But so my Obi-Wan movie starts to play. Then it glitches out. And then it's a video compilation of the last four years of our relationship. uh, And then I popped the question and she said yes. So I just think it's funny that Obi-Wan has played a role in so many parts of my life now because it has like... You know, it's, it's changed my life. Literally that day, like after we've called all of our friends and family saying that we're engaged, we were gonna, we were walking over to dinner and I got recognized for the first time out on the streets. And someone was like, are you Kai Patterson? You did the Obi-Wan edit. And I was like, "Oh my gosh. this day is insane. <laughs> that is
1: so cool. So also I have a question too, with the having, now having your little pinpoint Mark on and uh, the star Wars franchise, if disney called you and said hey we want your help with something would you do it
3: uh 100 percent, i would yes i don't think that will ever happen because (laughs) i think that that would be disney admitting that a fan you know did something better than they could uh i i don't think that that i i don't think that like i don't think that personally i don't think that like i did something better than right but and they, I also, again, like I recognize the privilege I had of of not having anybody over my shoulder saying I couldn't do the things I was doing. Sure, cool. sure. Um, but uh, I just think that, and and I do know people that have that worked on Obi Wan. They've contacted me and they've said, you know, a lot of people like what you did. A lot of the higher ups are like. Don't talk to this guy, basically. <laughs> uh, so I feel Wait, like I'm a little mean, blacklisted.
0: From even
1: it. in that, like, how cool is it? These people blacklisted by Disney? Like, that's <laughs>
0: that's fair. <laughs> you know, but hey, on the other hand, it could still happen. I mean, they they hired the guy that did all the de aging. Yeah, you know, because yeah,
3: that's true. Because
1: right, and I mean, uh, they've you know, they've hired five um, yeah, like hundred hired
3: right
1: cosplayers to do yeah. so.
3: Yeah, yeah, awesome. I. I if that was if that was the case, if Disney all of a sudden was like, "Okay, we would like to give you some Star Wars project to either write or direct or whatever," to me, it would be uh, the Old Republic. Oh, that's yeah. That's the era I want to explore in oh, movies. that'd be so cool! Yeah, you know, so that's what I would immediately jump on if I had the opportunity. That'd and I awesome. totally
1: yeah. agree with John here with the invite. Take the you chance, over man. It do it. Take the
3: chance. I do actually have like a personal connection to you and McGregor. So that's not the craziest thing. Oh my gosh. That would so, be so cool. See, there you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, very cool. So, hey, we got to start wrapping this up here. I'll remind everybody, Kai, again, where they can find out more about you out on the internet and where they can find your films.
3: Yeah. You can uh, go to KaiPattersonFilms.com. You'll see pretty much everything mm-hmm. you need there my films, my fan edits. Uh, You can also find all of my social media. Most of my social media is Kai Patterson Films, uh, except for Twitter, Kai Patterson Cut.
0: All right. Very cool. So
2: last Friday, we aired our interview with the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, Vanessa Marshall. We talked with her about Rebels, about being a Star Wars fan, and we also talked about her work as Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn series, and Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy, along with a few other topics.
1: And you can still find that on our YouTube channel, and wherever you find your favorite audio podcasts. You know, the places and the things, and the, you guys know.
0: The apples, the googs, the spots, I, you
1: know. I also just find a, found a giant knot in my hair, and I'm sorry, I'm super distracted. Anyway, but remember that you're it, it really hurts. Anyway, remember that your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help, so please do not forget to click like and subscribe. We are so close to making Tim and Nick do a stupid dance.
0: Anyway. Yeah, just a couple hundred subs away from it's me not having... stupid, no, It's stupid. No, it's going to be a fantastic it. dance. It's going to be awesome. Lee bad. It's going to be awesome. Lee bad.
1: Yeah, but I anyway. think... Wait, no, no. I'm pretty sure, Tim, it'll be super duper. Super duper...
0: So, Kai, in case you're wondering, what we're talking about is when we hit one thousand subs on YouTube. Nick and I are going to recreate the uh, putting on the Ritz dance from Young Frankenstein movie, oh, but oh, with was lightsabers. My- and- I'm excited. Lightsabers instead of canes. So, and I get to I get to play Frankenstein's monster because I don't want to have to sing. That's going to be Nick's job.
1: It could oh, have anything to do with the fact that you're also like six six.
0: I'm six foot three. Big difference. <laughs>
1: That's a light.
0: You're taller than me, so... This is true.
1: All right, guys. I was using man measurements.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I want to argue that, but I can't. Yeah, I want to argue that, but I can't. All right. Uh, So, uh, coming up this Friday, though, we have the awesome Ellen Dubin joining us. Ellen is the voice of Captain Phasma from Star Wars Resistance and Lego Star Wars. And... uh, you know and other parts of the video game franchises for star wars but ellen is also the voice of the uh, ben jesseret from uh, the 2021's dune she's the voice of the ai in the movie megan and so much more this is an interview you don't want to miss nick and i had such a great time with ellen honestly she is a ton of fun she's got some great stories she's got some really cool things to share with the audience and if you're a ever considered possibly getting into acting and or voice work she's got some really cool hints and tips for you uh and a cool story about how she came up into the business and got started so uh but you don't have to wait until friday to hear that or watch it if you want to if you're not already supporting us like it says right down there at the bottom of the screen and our patreon You could be watching that on Wednesday on our Patreon channels for as little as $3 a month. You could be watching uh, with early access, but there's a whole lot of cool things you get with the $3. There's a whole lot of cool things you'll get more uh, with the bonus content and such uh, at the $10 level. And reminder, we have 11 minutes, over 11, almost 12 minutes of bonus footage added for Vanessa Marshall's uh, interview today. And that's only available on the patreons so yeah uh some really cool things coming up on the show this whole month we've done nothing but star wars in both our live show and our our uh, our uh, weekly interviews this is star wars month and so we we try to hit it pretty hard so we've had some really cool stuff for you guys this month to pay attention to and we've got some cool stuff with coming up next month with star trek because of the uh launch of Star Trek Strange New Worlds season 2 starts next month June 15th. So, we got some cool stuff coming up and uh we'll talk more about that later when we have more things to tell you about that because right now it's a secret. I don't, I don't even know. know what it is. <laughs> I was going to say
1: it's a secret we don't even know.
0: I know, <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to keep it. Okay. So, I mean, anyway,
1: Nick and he would have forgotten it,
0: but I actually did already tell Nick that's the point. Uh, so, <laughs> Kai, thank you so much for coming on the show and putting up with all of our madness and and uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this has been a lot of fun, but we've uh, we've enjoyed having you on. To everybody, uh, make sure that you go check out Kai's work. He's got a ton of cool stuff out there, not just his Star Wars stuff, but he's got some stuff on there that I'm going to be checking out. Like Kathleen said, there's a couple of those uh, short films that are are really worth your watch. And uh, yeah, just some really, really cool stuff out there. So please go check that out. Links to his information will be down in the show notes down below. Uh, we'll, I'll before this too long here, we'll make sure that we add in the, uh, the website kipattersonfilms.com and, uh, for people to be able to go and find you there. And I think I already have a Twitter link in there for you, but, uh, but yeah, we'll make sure that uh, your website link gets, gets added as well. So people know where to go to find you and yeah, give this guy, give this guy some support. He's doing some really cool stuff out there. Uh, we talk about the stuff he's doing the stuff. So, all right, again, Kai, thank you so much. And for everybody oh. watching. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. Thanks, guys. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact. Link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.